So this is one of our little podcast pieces on garden advice to help you um, that you might find not find everywhere or is easy to find everywhere. That was terribly bad English, wasn't it? But there we go. I can edit that out. Right. So this one is my indoor plants keep dying, uh, which you can find the article on the website plantplots.com. My indoor plants keep dying. Not unsurprisingly. So there we are. I mean, indoor plants have really taken off in popularity in the last couple of years. And that's great because introducing greenery into the house is a wonderful thing. It provides, it it improves air quality. It has been shown to improve people's mental health. It's calming, it's relaxing. It just makes the outside seem inside. There's lots of good reasons for having indoor plants. But the problem is that very often when we bring these ones back home again, and I've done just as much, you know, done this the same, that you pop the plant in a position and very quickly it just seems to look really naff. It just looks ill. It just doesn't seem to be thriving. And what we can do to actually prevent that happening in the first place and also try and, you know, rectify it if it has started to go wrong or your plant's not looking particularly happy. But before we start, the key point that you have to remember is this. All plants evolve to grow outside and not inside. So by sticking them indoors, you are already stressing the plant in some way. You are fighting nature. So the key to getting your indoor plants looking healthy and then growing well is to keep the negative factors of the environment to a minimum for that particular plant. Now, there are generally six main reasons why plants will not thrive other than the fact that you're inside as opposed to outside and basically it's these there's a lack of light there's a lack of water it could be there's too much water the air is too dry the plant freezes to death on a cold windowsill behind the curtain or you're using the wrong type of water now on the website there is a, a, a little sort of infogram is that what they're called um but it's a picture so it sort of tells you roughly if you've got certain types of leaves what the plant will or won't like which can probably help but if we look at lack of light now all plants seek out sunshine and all plants grow towards the light that's what they do they need to do that to photosynthesize however some plants have evolved to cope with much lower light levels than others and some plants need an awful lot of sunshine to thrive so what you need to do is to think of the light levels that you have and find the plant to match the light levels now you may think a sunny windowsill is perfectly good but for a plant it's not because it's only getting light on one side all day long so it will turn its leaves and its flowers to face the light and you'll very quickly get a lopsided specimen So a quick and free and easy solution possibly is as you're sort of brushing your teeth in the morning or you've made your cup of coffee, you walk past the pot, give it a quarter turn and which will mimic the action of the sun going round the plant during the day. Then if we look at lack of water, now we all do it, I do it, I'm terrible at doing it. Um, hence why some of my indoor plants never look quite as healthy as they should do but we forget to water and what we do is we 
look at the plants in the garden centres and they look beautiful and they've got these lovely delicate leaves um, and we bring them home and they just can't cope in our environments. So if you're prone to forgetting to water, then you need to either only buy plants that can cope with periods of drought or you actually can invest in some sort of watering system like the little reservoir bulbs or balls that you have. And also, don't put any of the plants on the hottest, sunniest windowsill that you have in the house. If they're a cactus, they can cope with that. But if you're going to keep forgetting to water it, you're putting the plant in a sauna and then forgetting about it. Well, of course, it's not going to survive. But conversely, we can overwater plants very easily. Now, indoor plants always sit in a waterproof container, don't they? We either sit them on a tray or they're in another waterproof pot because we don't want the water spilling out onto the floor. But the problem with that is that when you chuck a bucket load of water in, that sits in the bottom of the pot. And I do it. I go, oh, crikey, forgot to water, put a whole load of water in. It fills up the tray and you think, oh, that's all right. The plant will look, suck that up over the next few days. Or, you know, you know you're going away for a few days and you make sure that the bottom of the plant's sitting in a little bit of water so that it can, it can, it can absorb the water. But you stand in a bucket of cold, dirty water for three days and see how you feel. You know, the only plants that actually like having water around the roots consistently are those that live in a pond. Which means that what we have to do is allow the water to drain away. No matter where you've got your plant, your, your, your pot, what have you, make sure that there is grit or the plot, is, the, the plot, the pot is standing above the tray. So if there is water residue in the bottom of the pot or the tray, the roots aren't drowning in it. And as that water in the tray evaporates, it will provide a little microclimate that will benefit the plant. Obviously it will. But the key is not to leave your pots in your plants standing in a dirty puddle of cold water because nobody likes that. Okay, our house environments. Question, do you use moisturiser? Well, the answer probably is yes, because sunshine and cold air and dry air makes my skin feel a bit leathery and wrinkly. Well, plants get wrinkles too. Cold air, dry air and a lot of sunshine will make their leaves feel leathery and wrinkly. So a simple solution is to just spray or mist the leaves. You can do this in the summer, but actually it's probably more important to do this in the winter because central heating is very dry heat, so they will appreciate a little moisturiser. Now the other aspect of having a plant in the house is temperature differentials. And a lot of us will put plants, especially flowering ones, on the windowsill. And in the wintertime, we shut the curtains. Now, the temperature difference between the air temperature on the inside of your curtain and the temperature of the air between the curtain and the glass of the, of the window is quite dramatic. So this poor little plant gets was sitting there thinking, oh, this is all quite nice. I'm in a nice warm room. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this ambient atmosphere. And then you shut the curtains and the temperature plummets. It's not going to be very happy, is it? Because you wouldn't like going outside without your coat on in winter. And that's exactly what you're doing for the plant. So maybe where you've got 
plants are sitting on the windowsill. If there is somewhere that you can bring them in the winter that doesn't shut them away from the heat, so they don't have this very high temperature differential of warm, then super cold, then warm, then super cold, they'll probably thank you for it. Now, lastly, um, we're talking about the wrong type of water. Now, this is not the equivalent of the British Rail wrong type of leaf on the line and all the rest of it scenario. Most countries, especially in the West, add chemicals to our drinking water. They add fluoride, they add various bits and things, bits of pieces to keep our drinking water disease-free, clean, and our teeth healthy. And most plants don't give a flying hoot about what the water is. They'll take anything. But some plants really do mind if there are additional chemicals and things in the water. So there are some plants that really hate tap water and you should only use rainwater if you can for any of these plants. Plants like orchids, any citrus plants, so oranges, kumquat, lemons, that sort of thing. Cactus. You know, would you want chemical flavoured water if you only get a drink once every once a month? No, you probably wouldn't. So give cactus rainwater. And lastly, air plants. Those are those funny little plants that you don't actually need a pot to grow them in. They absorb water from the atmosphere. But if you spray them, they're not going to want you to spray them with water that's got fluoride in. So use rainwater for that. And then that's what they've evolved to have. So they will be much happier. Lastly, food and bugs. Um, obviously, if your plants are, are not thriving, there could well be a bug infestation or a nutrient problem. And there are there are a couple of reasons why plants do thrive and they don't thrive from from lack of nut or from nutrients. There's one that you've actually got too much nutrient in the soil, and the other is that there's too little. We've got on the website, obviously, elements of, you know, what, what will show nutrient deficiencies in plants and various other things. But if your plant is looking poorly, then, and you know you haven't fed or changed the soil for some time, it's probably in need of a feed. It probably needs some, some element of a feed, but don't overfeed it. Because it's starved for a month or two months, giving it a three-course Christmas dinner with Christmas pudding, cream, brandy and a whole and free entry to the Quality Street box of chocolates is not going to make the plant feel healthy. It's going to make the plant feel sicker. So give it the right amount of food over a regular basis, in a regular period of time. Being indoors also is no protection from insects. Uh, and indeed some insects can thrive in the very warm dry atmospheres that we have in the house so you need to actually check for for bugs and invaders the two most common ones that you will find in the house or three actually the first one is aphids and we all know what aphids look like now you can clobber aphids in a variety of ways but i tend to use a sort of the soap solution um, so i'll get some organic natural washing up liquid and I'll put that in with a water squirter and I, I squirt, uh, squirt soapy spray because it sticks the sticks the aphids together and it sticks the legs together and the soap covers their bodies and they can't breathe and they die and I, the, the washing up liquid won't harm the environment. The second one that you will most likely get are red spider mite. Now these you probably won't see, they are really, really tiny, tiny little specks. What you will see 
at the sort of the join between the leaf and the stem is a fine, fine web. I mean, almost impossible to see. Um, and you might, if you turn the leaves over, you'll see these tiny, tiny little red spots. Unfortunately, red spider mite is a real pain to get rid of. So if you have that, you need to get the plant away from everything else. But the one thing red spider mite hate is moisture. So if it's in a warm, moist environment, they don't thrive as well. Now, there are some ways that you can, and there are some environmental bug sprays that you can use to get rid of the red spider mite, but it's tricky. So the best thing you can do is isolate the plant and change the climate and see if you can improve things that way. The last one that you might get is vine weevil. Now, the damage caused is, is from the bugs, the grubs. And these are the most disgusting-looking white maggots and that sit under the soil and basically what they do is quite happily hidden from the world of view they'll chomp through the roots so the plant is looking fine and then all of a sudden it just dies and you don't understand why well if you tip the soil out and you see these centimeter long maggoty things those are vine weevils and they're a pain in the butt uh, birds love them so you can chuck them on the middle of the lawn and they'll quite happily eat them but those are probably your main reasons why your plants won't thrive if you've got any, as I said, everything is on the website, plantplots.com. Um, there's all the advice on there. But if you're still stuck or you want some advice, uh, you can email me, rachel at plantplots.com.